Hey everyone, it's Austin and Jasmine with Russian Disinformation. Today we're going to start a segment called Headline Rabbit Hole. This is when we find ridiculous headlines and we just keep clicking and reading and putting our commentary in on it. Also want to let you guys know that we are idiots. We have absolutely no authority and we just enjoy poking holes into other people's stories. Today we're going to talk about Bill Gates and how he predicted the next pandemic. You know, the dude who set up Event 201. Uh, quick rundown if you don't know what Event 201 was. It was a three and a half hour pandemic tabletop exercise where they simulated a series of dramatic scenario-based facilitated discussions about a novel coronavirus. This <laughs> happened in October of 2019. And then not even a month later, a novel coronavirus first case was reported in Wuhan, China. So it's kind of, you know, iffy, coincidental, convenient. Dude, it literally even says right here that it the disease starts with bats. Yeah, but too bad it was actually not started with bats and it was started in a lab. So now the same guy who brings up event 201 is already predicting the next pandemic before we're even done with this one. So let's see. It was revealed on his podcast that he can assume, and this is what he says verbatim, that we must assume it could be three years from now. <laughs> I have a feeling that if it's going to be three years from now, it's because they didn't have the great reset work this one. So they're just going to go ahead and uh, try to reset it again in three years. Anyway, so Mr. Event 201, Mr. Pandemic is predicting a new pandemic and that if anything is going to kill over 10 million people in the next few decades, it's most likely going to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war, which is kind of true. But honestly, I think what's going to kill off a whole lot of people is this new vaccine derived polio that no one seems to be talking about. <laughs> I know. So this was actually November of 2019 is when they were first talking about polio making a comeback. So I guess the end of 2019, everybody was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're all just going to get sick as fuck. I would assume, again, we are not scientists. We are just some very ill-informed people on the internet <laughs> discussing things that we have no idea about. <laughs> we have absolutely no authority on this subject matter. We just fight it hilarious that the who just fast-tracked a vaccine to stop vaccine-derived polio <laughs> so for anybody who is like confused there's a certain kind of polio that is spread from the polio vaccine so they made a vaccine <laughs> to fix the vaccine created polio so it's a vaccine for your vaccine Yo, dog. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm going to go ahead and read this article from the WHO. And it says, WHO today listed the NOPV2 vaccine, Biopharma Indonesia, for emergency use to address the rising cases of a vaccine-derived polio strain in a number of African and East Mediterranean countries. Uh, countries in whose Western Pacific and Southeast Asia regions are also affected by these outbreaks. The emergency use listing, or EUL, is the first of its kind for a vaccine and paves the way for potential listing of COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, the world had made incredible progress towards polio eradication, 
reducing polio cases by 99.9% in the last 30 years. But the last steps to ending this disease are proving the most difficult, particularly with continuing outbreaks of circulating vaccine-derived polio viruses. So again, I am not a scientist, epidemiologist, virologist, any type of is besides a baddest bitch. <laughs> uh, but it sounds like the virus is mutating in these vaccines and becoming stronger, kind of like antibiotic resistant, uh, what's the word? Uh, anti- antibiotic resistant bacteria. Like, I guess strep is getting really out of hand, MRSA and everything. So it's kind of translating into the viruses. And if we can expect this for fucking polio, why couldn't we expect this for the COVID-19 vaccine? That is completely experimental, by the way. Please stay tuned to our next podcast episode because we'll really dive way deep into that. And it sounds way more educated than what we're talking about right now. I know. That's what I was thinking. Okay, this polio vaccine's been around for what? Since the 70s? Literally? 60s? Late 60s? I believe. I don't know. You're the one who knows more about this shit. Yeah, than do. I'm pretty sure it was like 68. Let me check. Oh, what? Okay, 53, actually. And it has been available since 1955. Okay, so think about how long that is. This is like tried and true. People talk about vaccines, polio, polio right away. So look at it now. It's literally mutating and causing an outbreak. And of course, the Middle East and Africa. Like how can, okay, we are getting ill from a vaccine that's been around for 50 plus years. What's going to happen when we're getting injected with something that we don't even know the outcome of, first of all? Like, this is, we're literally lab rats. I found a new headline. What? After dosing mix-up, latest COVID-19 vaccine success comes with a big question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Here we go, though. (laughs) He's already planning for the next pandemic because he's probably looking at the vaccine trials and he's like, oh, fuck. Let's just call it yeah. now. Like, I'm just going to call it now. I'm going to actually bet on it because I'm seeing people <laughs> sick as fuck. So we need to look up the Vegas odds on the next pandemic. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are we vaccinating at 95% accuracy when the, or effectiveness, when the illness itself is only like 0.1% deadly? We have a better chance of surviving it than we have building immunity from getting a vaccine. Like, I don't get it. And I don't understand why people don't get that. Oh, here's another one. Here's another headline from sciencemag.org. Oh God. Fever aches from Pfizer and Moderna jabs aren't dangerous, but may be intense for some. Said what? 15 years they've been looking at um, mRNA vaccines. But why yeah, has it never been safe enough to test on people? Like, why? And now all of a sudden, it's a miracle? I'm, I don't get it. That's part of our COVID-19 vaccine podcast, everybody, because I got answers. Stay tuned. But <laughs> on top of that, and I'm going to also bring up these articles because these seem pretty pertinent to what we're going to be talking about. But here is uh, Hutchinson, what's it? Luke Hutchinson from Massachusetts. Uh, MIT tech educated computational biologist volunteered for trials. 
Uh, he got a goose egg on his arm, immediately swelled up when he got it. And he says he can't be sure he got the vaccine and not a placebo. But within a few hours, the healthy then 43-year-old was beset by bone and muscle aches and a 38.9 degree fever. Okay, Celsius, uh, this is America. Uh, convert that, please. 38. It's probably like, a, yeah, 38.9 Celsius. It's probably like up like 101 or 102. But anyway, he says it was unbearable. 102. He started shaking. Ooh. Started shaking. He had the cold and hot sweats or uh, he, sounds like he had a verbatim cold and hot rushes. So he had the chills and hot flashes. And he was sitting by the phone all night long thinking, should I call 911? He said he's not sure that he got the placebo or the vaccine, but I'm going to hedge my bets on he got the fucking vaccine. <laughs> okay, so I Google COVID vaccine. The first two stories, AstraZeneca's mistake in COVID vaccine trials could halt approval. The next one, the coronavirus will not stop evolving when the vaccine arrives. Then the third headline, Trump says coronavirus vaccine deliveries start next week. So you're telling me there's a mistake in the trials. The virus is going to just keep evolving. Oh, but by the way, we're just starting deliveries next week. <laughs> BTW. So like, Operation you know, works, bitch. yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. I'm obviously more conservative leaning when it comes to the election this year, but this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, eh, that's probably not a good idea. Like, I get it. He wanted to do it to save his own economy. He needed to do something to make like people feel safe, but rushing a brand new vaccine within literally six months may not be the right thing, but on the other hand, a lot of people are like waiting for a vaccine. Oh, we can't go on until there's a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. But then because Trump did it, they don't agree. I just don't agree with it in general, like no matter who it is. Like, I don't think well, anybody should be rushing a vaccine. Well, from what I've been researching, uh, essentially, it's all a big connection. Like the FDA, like the assistant FDA director used to work for Pfizer Mm -hmm. and she and Pfizer has been working on this gene therapy vaccine for like a decade plus for a long time never been able to get past the FDA uh, to get approved for human trials but now that uh, Patricia Caprosi I believe that's how how you pronounce her name now that she is working at the FDA she basically just kind of gave it a, a, a go and Again, I'm going to bring be talking about this way more in depth, but it's just kind of sus. You know what I mean? I know. Like, it's just, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Let's <laughs> push this experimental mRNA vaccine through ASAP. Yeah, that they've been trying to. Oh, it's insane. Like it's it's literally it's gene therapy. That's what it is. Like best case scenario, we now have vaccines for cancer and diabetes and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. But I don't know if anyone's seen I Am Legend. Any type of thing. Worst case scenario. Uh... Worst case scenario is zombies. Best case scenario, like we have like literal vaccines that change your uh, RNA, and I would. It's not change your dna it's change your rna so your cells develop different proteins is from what i like what i understand yeah. but 
I also do understand that proteins cause mutations and mutations aren't necessarily like the greatest thing to happen in your genetic uh, sequence because that usually leads to more diseases <laughs> I know. <laughs> like how do they know after six months okay when did these people first get the injection may june july march i believe okay so eight six to eight months maybe how do you know like anything from that short point of time like okay right now you're alive and fine but they're telling the experiments um that's what i'm going to call them the test subjects hey we have to trace you and track you for two years you need to write down everything you feel for two years but they're passing this off as effective and giving it to everybody okay if the trial groups don't even know for two whole years that would mean we're all the trial group except guess what we don't have a doctor checking in with us every six months asking hey are you fucking alive like <laughs> and then here's yeah. what okay, you want to hear what astrazeneca's mistake was sure okay so they reported their vaccine is 90 percent effective and that the results came back after a batch of volunteers were given doses. Okay, right. They gave them half doses. So they gave them half doses and then told them that the the efficiency of the vaccine was actually lower than 62%. And that all of the volunteers were under 55 years old. Yeah. So I have to look into it a little bit deeper too. I got a, um, I am on like an email blast from Chris Kressler. He's that uh, functional medicine doctor that I'm like obsessed with. He sent out an email blast and I got to double check, but he basically said that the test subjects that they put this experimental vaccine in, none of them have uh, uh, underlying health conditions. Yeah. So they're all young and healthy people. Yeah, so they're all well, young they're not at risk at all, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? You think you would be wanting? Yeah. So you think you want to be uh, testing this on the population that's at risk because they're going to be the ones taking it? But I can also understand like why they're doing it on healthy people because they want to essentially make herd immunity, and the healthy people are the ones going out and about and doing drugs with their friends. I mean, shopping. <laughs> And um, so, the, yeah, of course, they're going to test it on them. And then all the old people are going to hang back and see what happens. But at the same time, uh, I believe Operation Warp Speed pro like process is that they're going to get these vaccines out to the healthcare workers first. Because that's, a, I mean, that's a great idea because they need it more. But they're the ones who are really the guinea pigs rest in peace doctors and nurses yeah they're like oh first things first we're giving it to all you guys and they're like what yeah you or they'll get fired i'm sure because no, you have to shots you have to yeah as 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 i have a lot of well i have a few friends who are rns and they're saying that they don't have to take the flu shot anymore because they all wear masks so they don't have to yeah so if you don't get the flu shot you have to wear a mask at all times. But you already have to wear a mask. Yeah, that's why they didn't get the flu shot. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, um, all right. 
yeah they're like yeah i i have to wear the mask anyway so fuck the flu shot like all of my all of my rn friends are super sus about this vaccine yeah hold on it's right here i mean it's new york times so take that with a grain of salt <laughs> take about five percent of it <laughs> try to read through the slants everybody yeah, it's like vaccine makers are using the results of nasal swabs taken from volunteers to look for genetic changes in the virus. Test results need not stop or slow down the vaccine rollout. But if recipients of the vaccine had changes in the virus that those who received the placebo did not, that would indicate the potential for resistance to evolve. So you're telling me that they think that vaccine makers shouldn't slow down the vaccine rollout even if they're seeing genetic changes in the virus i guess <laughs> um okay so well viruses are super i mean viruses naturally change which is why there's no legitimate the flu shot itself changes every year yeah and it's all a prediction and it never fucking works i feel like I don't get it. I got it once and I was sick for like three weeks. I never got it because means <gasps> fuck them. I mean, I like the pertussis one. You ever seen a video of a baby with pertussis? Yeah, which whooping is cough? you made me get the whooping cough vaccine for the kids. Yeah. Freak me out. I yeah, that, that freaks me out too. I understand. And why aren't they working on like, okay, for instance, um RSV is horrible. Kills yeah kids like literally kills kids every year they're gasping for breath like dying there's nothing for rsv like when have you guys been where's the warp speed for shit like that i have no idea like why is covid magically the scariest thing on earth like this is not ebola i got good news breast milk contains coronavirus antibodies what yeah Breast milk contains coronavirus antibodies. Like COVID-19? Yeah. Okay, but how? <laughs> if it's a, no, a novel virus and you've never had it. Mothers who have recovered from COVID-19 may have, oh, may have antibodies in the breast milk. So basically, the we science. don't know fucking anything. Yeah. Although there's absolutely no evidence that moms can transmit SARS-CoV to infants during breastfeeding, it is unknown whether breast milk may pass on immunity to the virus. So what's the point of this fucking article? <laughs> to just tell you they, that you might, but you might not. Uh, okay. It's just a, it's just the mom shame people that formula feed Exactly. <laughs> Oh my In a God. new study, researchers compared the breast milk of 15 lactating mothers, because that's a huge 15, sample, one sample size. Yeah. One five. 15 lactating mothers who have recovered from COVID-19 with samples taken from other women before the pandemic. Breast milk from the previously infected women had antibodies that specifically bound to SARS-CoV-2, whereas the pre-pandemic samples only had low levels of nonspecific or cross-reactive activity. Researchers report this month in iScience. The findings provide evidence that breastfeeding through the pandemic is safe, scientists say, and could potentially transmit protective antibodies to babies. I feel like this is just common sense. Yeah, I mean, that's just like anything. Yeah. Breast milk provides. Hey, this just in breastfeeding your baby is good. The fuck? I know. Okay. And people are this just in. This. Yeah, this just in breastfeeding your baby during a pandemic might actually help them stay healthy. Like, the okay. fuck is that? 
one in 10 people in Maricopa County uh, have likely already had COVID-19. One in 10. And we've only had like 6,000 deaths, which is a lot, I guess. But how many people are in Maricopa County? Let me see. Uh, I, w- I think it's just shy of 3 million people. Or no, it's 4 million back in 2018. I remember yeah. looking this up. 4.5 million in 2019. Yeah. And only 6,000 have died. And they think 1 in 10 people have had it. Yeah, I don't do math. That just seems really low to me and not that big of a deal. Okay. What the fuck? All right. Do we just have like a weird brain? This sounded good to me. I was like, wow, this is a positive article. Okay. It says... Arizona State, uh, in partnership with the Mayo Clinic and ASU, they estimate that 10.7 of the county's 4.49 million residents have antibodies for the virus. This means that around 470,000 people have already been infected in Maricopa County, which is far more than the 197,000 cases reported and would surpass the statewide total of 310,000. So I'm thinking, oh, that's good, right? If there's way more than we thought, that means it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it really statistics. Yeah, and they would think that more of our population has the antibodies. They said, unfortunately, this means we would really recommend that you limit your social gatherings for the holidays. I would really encourage people to think about eating outside with their family, household family members, and do Zoom check-ins for mealtime wait no (laughs) (laughs) hold on wouldn't that mean we're better off if we have that many people who already have had it who didn't even know they had it and our county is gaining herd immunity like isn't that what we want no because they want to force the vaccine on the people yeah, so I'm like reading this like, hell yeah, this is good news for Arizona. And then it's like, actually, this means you have to fucking eat outside with your immediate family members. Like it literally says to eat outside with your household family members. I guess it really depends how you want to uh, how you want to make the slant on those statistics, because if there's more people with it and they're not showing symptoms, that means the statistics of them actually like the mortality rate is even lower i know that's what i'm saying for us isn't that like what's going it's on good news. that's good news yeah but they're slanting it because they want to scare you saying oh no more people actually have it than than we previously thought run scared stay in your houses instead it's like oh shit more people actually have it than we thought and there's you know the same amount of people are still dying no matter what yeah, which would so, be even smaller than 0.01%. I guess. I'm not a statistician. I can barely do conversions when it comes to tablespoons and ounces. So <laughs> I have to use Google for that. Again, I am very uneducated. I'm just trying to connect some dots and poke holes in the shit. And then, of course, here's how we end it. Oh, well, not end, but experts. Are they ragging on doozy? no fucking doozy like people just forgot he exists i'm pretty sure we just govern ourselves at this point that's so arizona i know like don't tread on me except you (laughs) no snippy steppy on snick (laughs) it says experts note that the only way to achieve herd immunity 
is from a vaccine with 70% of the population getting it. Okay. What about, you know, natural herd immunity? That's the only way is with the vaccine. Wouldn't we technically almost have herd immunity if so many people have it? You know, like this is just not, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but this is not. It doesn't compute. But it's also Tucson.com. So what is it? Tucson.com. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tucson. So it's Tucson. (laughs) Immediately loses credibility. Yeah, right here. Will Humble, the executive director of the Arizona Public Health Association, said the results are not surprising, especially when considering asymptomatic carriers and relatives in close quarters who may never have been tested have had it. But what? This okay. It says herd immunity against the disease requires 75% of our population to have an immune response which means 65% of us need to rely on the vaccine only. Why don't we just get sick? (laughs) I know if we're not even getting symptoms, then why don't we let the people who are just out and about, who are the healthy people get sick and gain herd immunity? I'm about to check myself in and say I have COVID so I get a fucking break. Be like... (laughs) Help me, lock me in a fucking ice. You're like either have you're like either I have COVID or I'm having a mental break. You guys choose. <laughs> either way, put me in this fucking room and tell nobody to come in here. They're pushing this spread. They're pushing the it's gonna spread in your house. It's clusters in your house because they're gonna put us in green zones. Oh yeah, I wonder if they would even be able to get away with that here. I we should probably save this conversation for the actual podcast, but I honestly don't think it would ever come down to that here. Can you imagine some random like the government coming to you and saying, "Hey, you need to leave and this family's going to move into your place because this is a green zone?" That shit would not fly. It I know would not you fly. Think what scares me is I thought that. I thought, "Hey, that would never work." But then look how many people are like so terrified who are zooming families like who are like i don't even care if there's election fraud take my fucking guns and put people in office like i thought as the same as you but now literally i don't think anything's like off the table i don't think anything's off the table but i honestly don't believe that that shit would fly here you have all these people who are virtue signaling with their mask on while they do zoom calls that's what it is it's a virtue signal but if do you think they, the shit, they'd be like um no i i don't think so i as a, as fauci put it we have too much american spirit unless we have really- jenner like hey guys i'm giving up my house you should too oh yeah like influence. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, <laughs> that would never happen. It would never happen. I just I cannot wrap my head around random ass people like the the state in general or just citizens of the U.S. in general allowing these uh zo- these colored zones and moving out of these zones and then forcing six people. Like it may work in other countries like New Zealand, New Zealand, where they have quote unquote um, COVID camps. Apparently, it's just uh, they take people coming in, like flying in, and they force them into quarantine at like upscale, at like a luxury hotel. Like they, smaller populations or populations that are conditioned that way 
will be way more inclined to be subservient to the government. But we're America. That's really what it comes to. We're America. Like this is this is just how we are. Our entire country is based off of revolution, saying fuck you to the government, free speech. Like you have this you have the left who, you know, are a small minority for the most part. Like, and we're like 70 this yeah. shows how privileged we are it is and but i mean think of it this way 70 million people voted for sure voted for trump if not more if the if the what these what cindy powell's saying is true uh more than 70 people best case scenario more than 70 million people voted for trump those 70 million people i guarantee you would not allow the government to put people in camps yeah that's true i know damn well i would be like um no unless you're gonna move me into a nicer place then you can take my condo <laughs> yeah unless you give me like, a full-size backyard and I a trampoline <laughs> i got too many kids so you got to give me like a four-bedroom house i just sent you a green zone thing though like that's kind of scary oh by the way let's go back to the polio real quick because i found another article <laughs> <laughs> This was supposed to be about polio. We're just going to go full circle back to polio. I know, right? That's that's fucking hilarious, though. I, I don't... I. It's, like, okay. not funny. It's so not funny that it's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Because we're dealing right now with the COVID-19 vaccine with having absolutely no data suggesting that there's any long-term effects that it even works past the second dose like there's no data for this we're all entering new territory for a brand new gene therapy and then we happen to stumble upon a fucking article that says the polio eradication campaign is faltering can a new vaccine help it get back on track exactly. and then it continues and then it says global polio eradication initiative is about to roll out a brand new vaccine one that its leaders desperately hope will turn the flagging effort around if it works as expected the vaccine just might overcome one of the biggest obstacles to polio eradication out of control outbreaks caused by mutant polio strains derived from the vaccine itself and it's just hilarious because this vaccine oh, i don't know exactly what vaccine they're using but if you really think about it these vaccines have been around for 50 plus years and it's still not working in certain areas especially in poor areas and i'm sure that's because no like it's really hard to get these like um get to these very isolated rural uh you know third world country farming communities like i understand that oh wait they but just dropped polio eight just hiding where is polio hiding in these areas okay like there was not a polio outbreak in these areas until we went in there and injected them with the vaccine and now there's a polio outbreak so if we would have you know left these little tribal areas because i'm assuming they're very very rural african communities or middle, in uh, middle, east, middle eastern yeah nowhere so guess what if we would have left them the fuck alone and didn't inject them with the polio vaccine there wouldn't be polio der vaccine derived polio like wait they're like acting like they're saving these people dude you went in there and injected them created a polio outbreak and now you're trying to go back and re-inject them again when you could have just left them the fuck alone sounds like a money-making scheme to me and trying to fucking like paint it as the humanitarian yeah. no well, i mean they're already talking about bill and melinda gates too i mean there's more to this article you should uh while i read this 
you should look up on wild polio and where you can contract it and what the statistics are on that. I know that's something. Where's polio? Like it's just hiding in the bushes of Africa. Uh, I have no idea. Maybe it's in the ground. I I don't know how do you could con- contract it because we don't have polio in the states. Uh, I'm gonna finish this. Uh, the new vaccine is so it's urgently needed that. The- huh? You get <laughs> you get polio from poop and sneezes. Oh, from sick people. Good. That's good. That's and you can that always find good. it. That's where you can get it. Afghanistan. So. <laughs> So we're dropping polio bombs. How about the, <laughs> so get this. So uh, you could get it from human waste and sneezes. So the California homeless population has a very high rates of veterans, especially Afghani veterans. Oh my God. Stop. Go to, <laughs> so guess who's shitting in the streets all the time. You're getting fucking Afghani polio. Yeah, it was Hepe. We're getting all these crazy, yeah, we're getting all these crazy outbreaks in LA, like typhus and typhoid and bubonic plague is probably going to come back. And and then, yeah, naturally, like that's not an exaggeration. San Diego had a huge hepatitis A outbreak a couple of years ago. And then we're also getting outbreaks of typhoid and typhus because there's people living in filth next to rats and the trash isn't getting picked up it's disgusting like that's why i don't go to la it's disgusting but anyway hold on august 25th 2020 africa declared free of wild polio according to the who that's a bold assumption and then the next fucking thing oh by the way the new polio vaccine is poised to get emergency who approval october 29th so now we're just going to shove every vaccine through. I guess who paid for that? Guess who paid for that? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for, has wow. paid for nearly 200 million doses to be, do, be produced by an Indonesian manufacturer at risk, even before clinical trials are complete. Because, you know, they have a really good, solid, integri- uh, very inte- high integrity background in dosing people with polio vaccines in third world countries like okay like let me go to you with fucking polio and then when you guys get yeah polio, it's- let me come in and give you another shot like at what point do these people have a say or are they so Probably desperate not. that they're like they really believe we're going to help them you know and they are I- to help their families and they don't really understand the implications well- the well let's put it this way pfizer did this and i'm gonna again go over this in our other in our podcast episode but pfizer this did this exact thing but for meningitis in nigeria even though it's a little it's a little bit different but essentially they had this new vaccine for meningitis and they went ahead and dosed it in children in nigeria the kids died they're like upwards of 50 kids died from this And the article was explaining that these Nigerian families were under the impression that it was just the regular old vaccine. Yes. But not that it wasn't an experimental one and that they had no idea what they were signing up for. And then when they were told um, that, you know, after like 10 years of fighting this lawsuit, they were allowed to get $170,000. That's it? And... Uh, that's yeah i'm not done 
uh, they were allowed to get $170,000 as a payout from Pfizer. But Pfizer told them that the only way that they can get this is if they can get studied and get their blood drawn. And Stop they were so, I'm not, I'm not done. And they're, you know, they're uneducated. You know what I mean? Like these are people who are uneducated and they're already super sketched out by Pfizer that they basically foregoed $170,000 because they thought they were going to get injected with more experimental vaccines. Yeah. And that's not even calling them uneducated. Isn't even like trying to be rude. It's just the facts are such a barrier. Like they don't have obviously the education opportunities and the like they're thinking we're going in there to help. We're going to help you with disease, not be sick. They're watching their kids get this injection and then fucking dying. So of course they're not going to let these people come in and be like, oh yeah, we're the same people that killed your child or your neighbor's child or whoever. Let's, you know, keep doing stuff to you. And that says yeah. a lot that those poor like countries, like they're extremely poor. They wouldn't take money. Like that says a lot. Yeah, but they're scared. What's funny is that, but, yeah. but I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. It gets even better. This article gets better. All of the early signs and data look pretty good, says, says Jay Wenger, who leads polio eradication efforts at the Gates Foundation. But he and others concede that clinical trials to date have involved just 1,200 people. The vaccine's full worth won't be known until it's given to millions of children under close scrutiny. Oh, my God. I think... It's easy to like connect the dots once you know all the information and really start to think. So I don't know. I think this is a pretty good note to end on that'll lead into our episode next week because it just leaves people with little bits of crumbs that they can go look themselves and maybe have a little more of an open mind to what we're going to be discussing. Does that mean your kids are losing their shit? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it means. Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening to us ranting and hopefully we will have you on, have you listening to our first episode. It will be dropping either Wednesday or Thursday and it's pretty crazy. Smell you later, folks. Thank you.